visual, someone who I've been connected with for a little bit of a while now in the Web3 space, was blessed to be a guest on his podcast. And I'm excited to have him on tonight's show as we deep dive into the power of NFTs and Web3 in education. So visual, thank you so much for being here tonight. Thank you for having me. I'm excited. I'm excited. Awesome. So we, we like to start the conversation with a little bit of your journey up to Web3 and how you got into Web3. Now, just I, I, I try to aspire to the short and sweet because we're going to dig into the rest of your story and journey as we have this conversation. But just something to give those listeners both live and uh, those that listen on the replay, just like some insights into your journey uh, as as an educator and into the world of Web3. Sure, sure. Yeah, I'll just give you pretty much some quick bullet points to kind of go back to um, where I kind of started to where it got me to today in Web3. Um, I'm an artist, have been an artist for about 20 plus years, releasing independent music, uh, hip-hop artist, rapper, writer, performer, producer, and you know i've been doing that like i said 20 plus years independently performed um everywhere and you know locally i'm from chicago through the midwest um some of the south east coast west coast and even in france and um that's taken me to a path where it led to a lot of other things like artist development artist management brand development for different artists and people in the music industry um being part of um different productions as far as videos and events to where I started uh, producing my own events as well. And then from there, um, I got into education um, just naturally from all the skills that I pretty much obtained over the years. It took me into being an educator where I did a lot of community service in my city. And then I started doing a lot of after school programs and teaching at different high schools throughout my city and even doing some speaking at universities and different community centers on entrepreneurship, event production, hip hop history, um, branding, marketing, and um, just giving everyone that I spoke with uh, just kind of a different outlook on, on different career paths and things that they could do with uh, the skills and creativity that they have um, outside of what they're, you know, um, typically shown in, in, in a normal school setting. And from that, I guess it kind of just led me to Web3 naturally. You know, I started discovering some things and you know, about 2015 or so on cryptocurrencies when I kind of started doing some research and kind of figuring some things out, didn't really start buying and, and investing into it until 2017. And then um, shortly after that, I started hearing about NFTs and wasn't really too, you know, interested um, in a sense. I was a little weary because I wasn't sure how it made sense to um, connect NFTs to cryptocurrency. But once I really started to figure out, uh, figure it out sometime this past winter, like in November, is when it kind of really took off and I just started realizing um, what it could do. And um, I started getting into NFTs and, and just, it's kind of been spiraling up ever since then because it's it's taken me to the, where I am now where I'm doing weekly spaces, hosting a podcast, hosting in real life events and workshops to uh, educate people on Web3 and um, all the aspects of NFTs and how they could help um, not only collectors, but uh, I mean, not only artists, but also the collectors. And um, here I am today. I love it. I think there there's so many cool connections between you know the journey that you share and, and my own journey as well of being a creator, being someone that 
was really focused on on that creative professional type pathway and then looking at ways to give back help people just realize that there's there's avenues and opportunities that, that one doesn't realize or that there's skills that if you take certain skills and, and put them together there's a, there's a new pathway that can be formed one of the things that you know for me has, has been really fulfilling I I realize now that I was always an educator at heart but I never I never considered myself to be an educator early on I didn't you know go to go to college to become a teacher I was a designer I had a you know, fine art degree background in, in marketing and, and branding and, and design I just wanted to give back to the future designers of, uh, of, of my, my industry. And teaching at Fashion Institute was really just a way to help them avoid mistakes and improve you know, productivity and efficiency that I, I didn't have. You know, learning, learning Adobe Photoshop in high school with no Google, with no YouTube, you, know, you had Photoshops for dummies and, and that was like really all you, all you had. So you know, seeing that, that journey of, of taking and applying those skills and experience that you have and then supporting you, supporting people, you know, the gamut, elementary, middle, high school, all the way up to, to higher ed. And then, you know, similar with, with me and with, with NFTs, you know, crypto, I've had kind of, a, you know, an up and down like many of us have had. And I, I really took Ethereum serious in... Um, 2016, 2017. I uh, was listening to a lot of Gary Vee at the time. He was he was talking about Ethereum over and over again, interviewing people. But he was really the only one in the space. I don't know why I didn't listen to him when he said V friends, but <laughs> now I'm like, all right, get, maybe get on V friends, uh, you know, 2.0. But one of the things that uh, we can kind of explore tonight that I think will be really cool is, you know, that non-traditional education pathway i see in web3 there is such a desire for people to help each other build skills build knowledge have have that that have that core skill set in web3 that helps you research make sense of make decisions and while we always say not financial advice like we want everyone we want everyone to win unfortunately someone has to carry the bag sometimes so building, building the skills, building the, building the knowledge. So t- tell us a little bit about, because I'm really fascinated with the live workshops, mostly because I feel like this space of Web3 is so dynamically in real life and digitally connected. I think we're going to see that with some of the best metaverse stuff is going to be, you know, XR, mixed reality, blended. The, the NFT events in real life are always just so energetic, so exciting. But let's hear a little bit about these these workshops as you try to uh, introduce to uh, the normies, as we call them, the the beauty and the power of uh, of NFTs. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, honestly, I think it might be one of the most exciting parts of everything that I'm doing because it's pretty much where I feel like so. You know, um, I don't know. Naturally, I'm just good with people, man. I love people. I love learning from people. I love, you know, just... I'm just I'm just a curious person at heart, so I love to hear their stories, see what they're doing, see what they're about, see you know career paths they've chosen, the struggles that they've gotten over, things they're dealing with, whatever it may be. I'm just naturally attracted to people, and 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 I like to have conversations, and you know I think it's what really led me to educating, and 
Web3 being so new and so fascinating to me, I just want to give that to everybody, to be honest with you. Like, that's really my thing. I, I just see so much potential in it and so much greatness out of it. As long as we have, you know, as much control as we can take of it, uh, it's obviously, you know, it's got its corporate sprinkles through it already. And I, and I see it potentially becoming something that can be out of our reach. But I think we're all early enough to where we could get as much control of it and get our, our grip on the parts that you know we feel are, are most important to us or at least a corner of those parts and and that's really why i do these in real life events because you know it's one thing to say hey you know let's get this nft and um let's get this cryptocurrency and add it to our wallets and this that and a third and to do that you know via let's say like a zoom or something like that or or any other you know even these conversations like this on twitter spaces they're they're amazing they're great but i just think when you take it to the people when you're right there with them man it's just a whole other level like nobody can can really you can't you can't duplicate that you know you can't duplicate it and i think that's the best part about it um i just love working with people i love teaching people and i think something like this too it's just not easy to explain all the time on a twitter space it's not easy to explain on a zoom even if you're sharing your screen and all those things and when you're there in front of somebody and you're talking to them about nfts and giving them some basics and you know there's a couple slides here and there and um you know, what I like to do is I like to get into the story of how I kind of got into NFTs. And then I even share some of my personal collection and I tell them why I have them and, you know, what some utilities may be and, you know, why I chose, you know, that certain project or if I bought one on a secondary, why I picked this design or this look. And, and I like to share those stories and, and I think it better explains to people why I'm excited about it and, and sharing that enthusiasm with them, I think helps them understand it better. And it, and it resonates with a lot of people. I've definitely realized that it resonates with so many people when I'm in front of them and I'm giving them these stories and this insight on, on why I'm part of this Web3 world. And like I said, you know, when I'm able to explain how to set up a MetaMask to someone in person, I'm there with them on their phone and um you know or their laptop or tablet whatever it is that they have with them i just think it's you know it's it's so much better than me doing it um you know anywhere else via zoom or whatever it may be just that personal touch just uh it just changes everything i'm, I'm with you 100 percent. as long as they don't show you their seed phrase <laughs> but it's uh, <laughs> exactly <laughs> it's um it's really it's really fun in in real life i mean i i've walked a number of people through the process from that fiat transfer from their bank account to the moment where they're buying their first NFT to the moment where they're getting, you know, rugged for the first time. And that's like a rite of passage, although we try to avoid it, but it's it's impossible uh, to avoid it. The question is just like, how can we mitigate, you know, the, the losses and, and, you know, enjoy the journey? But the, you know, just the, the in real life piece for, for me, I think, you know, we, we saw a lot of really significant challenges in education at large, especially traditional education, trying to engage and support and help help people, you know, help students move through ch challenging and complex information and keeping them engaged. I find in real life as an educator is, is always going to be a, a better, more fulfilling experience. But there's there's a certain like energy that you you feed off of people when 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 they're excited, and I was super blessed to present with some pretty awesome people at South by 
um, in, in March and the room was packed. I hadn't, I really hadn't spoken in, in real life in probably two years at this point, you know, just a lot of Zoom, you know, even a Zoom keynote with 2,000 people in, in the quote unquote room. Like I was sitting alone in my office, I, I was by myself. So that, that energy where, where people are just excited, they're joyful, they're curious, they're driven. So I, I think it's really cool that you are onboarding people and you're making it personal and you are connecting people to really the future of the internet, but in a way that is just, it's more meaningful, maybe not as, as, as scalable as you know, some, you know, a hundred thousand people could watch a YouTube video, but they're not connecting. They're not connecting to that story, to that journey and, and, and really connecting to you as that person that's going to be that, that guide through this, uh, through this process. So I love that. I love that process just at large. I want to dig a little bit into, uh, the music. I don't know if you've dabbled or explored music focused NFTs much. Uh, I'm definitely a novice in it, but I just know that that, is a area that there there have been some pretty notable moments uh this royal you know music company that is is, is super nft focused with uh you know the nas uh, album drop was like totally totally a crazy thing but curious for for those that are listening you know just to give like kind of a precursor so if you're if you're new to nfts they're basically a digital token that authenticates and keeps track of not just who owns digital products, whether it's a JPEG, whether it's a video animation or, or a music file, but also tracks the trading and the sales of it so that those that are the creators can forever receive royalty for the profit that people make off of the hard work that they do. So we've seen JPEGs, we've seen animations and, and video, we've seen photography, and, and, and drawings, you know, illustration. But music is really the, the least impacted space of creativity so far. So I just, I, I don't mean to put you on the spot if you're like, no, yeah, but I'm, I'm curious about it. And I know because you're, you're deep in the music space that you, you, might, you might have something to share. Yeah, yeah, no, definitely. It's, it's definitely something I'm, I'm extremely excited about. And, and to be honest with you, it's, it's, it's kind of funny, but I have this process whenever I get into something and it usually starts with, with being terrified. And that's kind of where I am right now with, I'm, I'm past that part actually with music, but I was definitely terrified to say, hey, I'm going to start putting out Web3 music. So I got over the, the, the terrified part, like uh, probably like a month or two ago. And then I got into like, all right, just just stop being terrified. Like, what are you doing? You've been doing this your whole life. So now just go learn. And that's really where I'm at right now. I'm just learning and I'm planning to put music out by May as as NFTs. And what I've been doing is I've been learning about the different ways that I could put music out. And obviously, um, you know, I want to I want to take advantage of what Web3 is truly about and that's being decentralized so i want to put out music on a platform where i'm able to you know have control of my contract and not have to do it on the secondary market so that's definitely the the main thing that i've been researching for and you know i found a few different places in different ways like there's a lot of things that i have to kind of do where you know i might need to you know mint here and put the music out on another platform and and things like that so i'm kind of still trying to figure all that out and um, also what I've been doing too is just listening to a lot of spaces with artists that have already been putting music out on Web3. And and one thing that really grabbed my attention that I think stood out to definitely resonated with me the most is that a lot of artists that have been putting music out on Web3 
are artists that have had this music out, you know, on Spotify, on, on YouTube, on iTunes, wherever else it may be. And, you know, I've heard stories from like Latasha, who I'm sure everybody that's heard anything about music NFTs knows. And if you haven't, please look her up. She's amazing. And she's definitely a, 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 a big mover in the Web3 music space. But um, she was saying that she had videos that were sitting on YouTube for like four years and nobody cared about. And then she puts them out as Web3 music and, you know, everybody gravitated to it. And, you know, I think there's a few reasons for it. You know, I think she's really momentum. And I think also the excitement of Web3 blends into that. And, and I think also the fact that, you know, she's probably gained a lot of new fans, you know, so I think Web3 has opened up that space to just being heard by new people. Like I've literally come across people that have known me, um, you know, for the past few months uh, via Web3, either because I've collected their NFTs, I've had them on my podcast, I've had them in a space, whatever it may be, or I met them in an event and they had no idea that I make music because they just know me as, you know, uh, visual who has a podcast and visual who who does you know twitter spaces and knows so-and-so but they had no idea i had music out and they started discovering it and i've been talking to them the last few weeks and and they're excited about it and i told them i'm gonna put music out so it, it's it's fun it's fun you know I'm, I'm really enjoying that process as well kind of like gaining new new fans and and new attention on something that i've you know been doing for 20 years it's it's kind of interesting to me but um that's definitely been my process, and, and I would recommend for anybody that's getting into music NFTs, uh, whether you're a collector or an artist, just, you know, approach it the same way you would any NFT. You know, obviously do your own research, figure out what you're going to get into, and um, definitely use some examples. Like, look at people that are doing it right now, pop into spaces and, and see what they're doing, or, you know, if they have uh, music out already, like, go see where it's at and how they might have minted it and, and what platforms they're using to get it out there because uh you know that's really where we are right now with a lot of this stuff is we're, we're trying to figure out those processes and and those steps and um that's definitely where i'm at and, and i'm excited like i said in may is definitely when i plan to drop some music so I'm, I'm definitely looking forward to that that is awesome well i look forward to keeping up with you on that on that launch that drop because i think that's gonna be really great the the royal um reference that i had made earlier i just pinned a, a tweet at the top uh, so I, they're they're kind of going the route of like to tokenized visuals that connect to the music but you know like uh like visual was sharing it's 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 the ability for you to truly own the the music that you are buying but to truly 100 percent support the artist that is that creator and that's just a very different thing than we're seeing from you know what, what once was you know the the, the the record labels and and, and those those middle uh, entities controlling to say that you know Spotify uh, you know in YouTube and these and and you know other type of streaming platforms Apple Music they did disrupt but they just replaced so uh, an artist to get like you know eight cents on a on 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 a, on a song being played or you know things like that it's just like these spaces need to be disrupted and I think what's really important is is that we we need to understand the revolution of web3 so that we can empower our students that we can show our students that yes now creators do have viable pathways to express their creativity but to actually make a living off of it because just a few years ago being a youtuber kind of like was a little bit more acceptable where it may be five six seven years ago like that's a joke 
for a for a student at career day to be like, I'm going to be a YouTuber. They'd be they'd be laughed at. They'd be mocked. You're probably by a teacher, unfortunately. Now you see that that's viable, but the problem is is that YouTube is the gatekeeper. They're the ones that are making the money. You are making barely any money on ads, and so the only way to really be viable is to go the product, you know, advertisement partnership route. And then, and that always has struggles. Besides, just you want to create content, you want to create art, you want to create music. Being able to see how the smart contract, how the blockchain is actually allowing us to focus on what's important, which is making great art and connecting with people and building that community around it. Because all of the mechanics are basically running on autopilot if set up in the right way in the background. So I want to I want to spend a little bit of time kind of breaking down. The process of validating NFT projects, because for me, what I'm really fascinated with,、uh, besides for the art and besides for you know the, the incredible way to you know bring technical and, and, and arts focus in, in schools, I'm really fascinated with research. I, I put out a tweet a couple days ago.、Um, I'm not going to pin it because, like, whatever. If you found it, you found it. If not, go on my profile and go find it.、Uh, I said I'm a professional internet、um, searcher. And you know the context for that is、uh, if someone needed my help, they were they were struggling to find information, and I literally just Googled it. That, that's all I did, and I found exactly what they needed. But for some reason, they could not find it. And I realized the way that you think when you open up a Google search tab, and the words that you use, and the way that you're thinking about the information that you are trying to seek. Comes up with very different results, and I don't know how I don't know how I how I like built up the skill. It wasn't through a college course. It wasn't through you know some sort of mentorship. I didn't get like Google search mentorship training. If everyone if anyone needs that, you know, DM me. But it's it's like it's like where how, how do we get that? Well, it doesn't matter how we got it. We have it, and if we're aware of these types of skills that we have. We have to package it in a way where we can help educators, we can help, you know, students directly to build these research skills, where they can look at and evaluate and validate information on the internet because this stuff moves fast. And if you're not being careful and you're being thoughtful and and thinking for a second and not rushing and not feeling like like there's something. Missing even right now. Before before we get into this, I just I just want to share something that I've been thinking about a lot lately, which is when you know we talk about hot hot wallets and cold wallets. People are like, what are we talking about? You put your wallet on ice. Cold wallets are wallets that need to be plugged into the computer and connected to the internet, so they don't live on、uh, they don't live online. A hot wallet, like your Coinbase wallet, your MetaMask wallet. Your rainbow wallet. These are hot wallets. They're connected to sites all the time. They're on your phone, and a lot of the scams that happen is when people connect to、uh, malicious sites, or they click links, or they're not they're not reading, they're not paying attention. And I realized that it might make more sense for people that might、uh, might not be ready for the cold wallet. I'll admit, I have a cold wallet. I'll admit it's a pain. I've missed out on certain things because like I don't carry it around with me everywhere. And now I'm thinking, well, maybe I should. Because even if you get it lost or stolen, no one's getting into it. It has a most of them have you know passwords to get into it and they, whatever. I don't want to get into the whole details of that because I, I don't want to go on too big of a tangent. But I was thinking you should have two、uh, two MetaMask wallets, and the amount of money it costs at low gas time to transfer from one、uh, Meta, MetaMask wallet 
which you would call like your your hot active wallet that you're you're connecting to to send the NFT to that second MetaMask wallet that's kind of like cooler, not not quite cold, but like not as hot. Uh, and, and swapping Ethereum back and forth, you think, oh, but all the fees. So losing like one Ethereum and five NFTs that are, let's say, worth like $10,000 because you didn't want to spend like a total of $20 or $30 in gas swapping these things back and forth. So you could have one wallet that like you don't care if it is getting, um, you know, hacked because you never keep any valuable NFTs on it. And at most you have like maybe $100 worth of Ethereum because you can never get all the ethereum off of a wall just because gas fees would like render the final transfer obsolete um so it's like you just you just swap and you just use it so if that was like confusing and made no sense it's okay we're going to move forward but if you are curious about that dms are open um that really only makes sense if you're like already kind of in this and you've got some you know you got you know at least at least half an ethereum that you're kind of messing around with maybe a quarter of an ethereum and you've got you know maybe five or six nfts that you've already purchased you could dm me but let's get into the process of like what do you look for and how do you make sense of nft projects right now because i feel like we're in a new phase right now in april that even in like january or february we weren't we weren't in and certain things that people care about certain things now that were regular people are frustrated with so let's let's kind of ping back and forth but i feel like i've been talking too much and this is you know this is me interviewing you so let's break down a little bit the process of you know let's say maybe two or three things that you look for in a project to say that this is a project worth being a part of the community worth investing in yeah yeah definitely um so i just want to really quickly go back to what you mentioned about google and searching because i thought it was kind of interesting because one thing i realized that that has worked for me over the years when i'm I'm searching on google if i can't find exactly what i am looking for like if i just kind of change some words around or like maybe the way i phrase it i end up getting what i want and i think you know i'm not sure if that's exactly what you were referencing to but that just that just made so much sense to me when you said that because that's literally what i'll do like i'll change some words around add a couple words or i'll add a name or something whatever it may be and it's like i boom it's exactly what i was looking for you know so that tinkering around that that really resonated with me and um it's kind of funny too because that's that's kind of my process with with nfts you know that i'm looking to get into and um honestly my first step is i don't believe anything i'm i'm just honestly like i love people i love i love what their intentions truly are but but honestly i'm just my my baseline my foundation is i do not believe you i do not believe anything you're telling me i i do not believe what you're trying to sell me i do not believe what you're trying to you know tell me is good for me whatever it may be and that's that's really my baseline um but at the same time i also start everybody you know like um if we were in a classroom i would start you with an a and it's up to you to to, to maintain that a you know, like, are you going to, you know, do what you said you're going to do? Or are you going to follow through on your promises? And that's really the way I kind of look at NFTs. Like, I'm not going to believe you, but I am going to start you with this A and I just need you to make sure you're going to earn it. You know, so I, I look at these projects and, and the first thing that really gets my attention to me all the time is the art. Like, I, I just I'm just I, I can't help it. I'm, I'm you know, um, just naturally a visual person, hence the name and you know it just grabs my attention if i like the design if and if and if you put eyes into any type of design that you're doing like i'm a, a thousand percent I'm, I'm all for it like that's the first thing i'm gonna do if you put if i see some sort of eye in your design in any way you got an eye on top of a monster i don't care what it is or, or, or your character like certain eyes three eyes or anything like that 
want to know about? Like, what's the role that I play? Like, who's on the team? Um, I think that's extremely important to me is, is, you know, who's on the team? Like, why is this person on the team? Are they, you know, are they the artist? Like, is the artist even on the team? Or is it just somebody that got hired from the outside that nobody will ever meet? Um, that's something that's kind of important to me too, especially as an artist. You know, it's not typically like a major problem to me if that artist isn't, you know, really directly part of that team. But if, you know, I see a project that brings that artist on to the space they're doing or or has an interview with them or, or and somehow, you know, is is presenting them to, to, to the community, then I, I think that that's great too. But um, I like I like artists to be part of NFT teams, though, for sure. That's definitely something I look at. And um, also as well as, you know, everybody says it. And, and I think it's a major key, too, is community. Like, what's the community like? What are people talking about? Are, are people really connecting? Are they really building something? Are they really trying to help each other out? Are they really forming relationships and, and you know, doing things that that people that aren't just interested in, in making a ton of money off a project doing? because that that resonates with me a lot too you know and i've noticed that with a couple projects that i've collected um you know i've noticed people in the community like you know just build projects together off just meeting each other in discord or meeting each other on twitter because they collected the same nft or they've helped each other in different ways you know one's a developer the other one's an artist and he's like hey i could do this for you and you could do this for me things like that is what i personally love to see if i'm able to kind of witness that you know just from observing that's that's a major key to me like i, I just love seeing that because it's just so natural and i believe it's truly what you know web3 should be i think those relationships should form off you know human connections that we're making and and when you're seeing one person is missing something and you have it and being a, being able to fill that gap is just amazing to me you know it's like at the end of the day these projects to me um they got to realize that they're they're like a puzzle and if you have a piece and somebody else has a piece and you're not willing to to fill that puzzle together then there's there's a major problem with that project and and i think that's something that really stands out to me too when i see that a lot of times where i see these projects that you know they might have some good intentions they might even have some amazing art but at the end of the day whether it's you know for malicious reasons or or they simply just don't understand relationships or or you know community building or, or human connection, whichever one of those things they're not understanding, it's just not clicking sometimes. And I think that that's a, a problem a lot of times as well. When, when I'm looking at projects, I try, I try to stay away from those because I don't know, maybe it's me, but I'm, I kind of tend to look at things that deeply. Maybe everybody does not, but I, I do. I just, I can't help it. That's just naturally who I am. Like I said, I mean, my foundation is not believing anybody. So, so that's kind of why I really, you know, look deeply into a lot of projects that I invest my, my time and money into. And um, it's just really important for me for all those elements to be there. That's awesome. I, really, really great insights. So for those that are listening, it's, there's 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 a culture element of the nft space and we're going to see that culture become so entrenched in the rest of our reality that if you're exploring curious wondering even just hesitant but engaged with nfts right now you are so early and you are going to be a part of something incredible you know you, you have NFT projects that are collaborating with major businesses. Businesses are investing in them, both metaverse projects, NFT projects, uh, DAO projects. You have, you know, major sports teams, uh, Chicago Bulls, Sacramento Kings, 
are two top of the mind right now that are collaborating with NFT projects. This is this is going to be a moment in time where we 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 really understand just like people are willing to pay millions, ah, millions. That was a bit that that, that escalated quickly. Thousands of dollars on followers, whether they're real followers, the perception of followers, or actual followers. This idea, this coveted level of of, of community that Web two has really um, been built on, that has value to people for some reason. But the idea that you could own like some digital object is is like that that's like where we draw the line so i, I think it's really going to be interesting to see how the real world validates um the digital uh, you have right now you know three i think it's three board ape holders opened a hamburger joint called board and hungry and the line was around the block obviously the opening the, the place is totally crazy it looks like a fun house with board apes and mutant apes all over the place and maybe it won't sustain, maybe it's just hype for right now, but just the idea that you own the intellectual property of the NFTs that you buy. And the more exciting that brand NFT is in the world, the more opportunity you have to leverage your NFT in ways that could generate profit. The, the doodles, um, some of the doodles holders that have the coffee mug head are creating a, a, a coffee brand. With, with their with their doodle NFTs. So there's just a lot of cool ways that these kinds of things can happen. But at the end of the day, you say it starts with art. And while people say utility, people say what the end of the day you gotta love you gotta love it, right? If it if it's a rock, you know, the pet rock, you know, like it, if it's just something like very boring, very basic, like but it has like some amazing utility, okay, there's always exceptions to the rules. But in general, you, you really need to uh, appreciate the art. And I kind of go both ways on the artist versus the uh, the con- you know the artist as a founder versus the artist is like as like contracted. If the artist isn't publicly celebrated, that's where I take issue. If the artist isn't paid in a respectable way for their work, in some way where it's maybe maybe it's a profit off of the mint, maybe it's profit off the mint plus some royalties. But there's also, you know, this thing, and I, as an artist and a designer, I, I, I differentiate between the two. So an artist is someone that conceptualizes an idea and manifests it into the world in some sort of tangible form. A designer is someone that, and where I don't mean like designer in, 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 in the sense of like what I just described, but more designer like they have the creative skill set, the, the technical ability to output creative work, but they don't have that vision. They don't have that 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 imagination. So for us, for Ed3 educators, we have an incredible 3D designer. I mean, when when she creates, it's it's absolutely magnificent. You can see, go to Ed3 educators. I got one of one of the tweets pinned up on this reel above. Go, go to Ed3 Educators Twitter handle. Check out the site. Check out the NFTs. They're absolutely incredible. But Vridi Saraf, my co-founder, and Mike Peck is also down there as well in the crowd somewhere. I don't know what your what your order looks like, but he's uh, on the second row for me. Like we were part of guiding that. I did creative direction. Uh, Vridi did art direction, and we we conceptualized and and she 
uh, the Sophia, the, the designer, she materialized it. But either way, she needs to be celebrated. She needs to be paid and she needs to be part of this project moving forward. And I've seen so many examples in the NFT space, unfortunately, where people do not appreciate how powerful the art is. And they kind of like write it off like, oh, we we came up with the idea. We came up with the, you know, the brand. We came up with the utility but no, it's, it's that art. And I think that Loser Club right now for me is, is a perfect example. That's the NFT that I have up right now. That is a project that I am so excited about for so many reasons. And some of them actually run contrary to, to some of the things I'll share in just a moment. But it's, um, it's exciting because he was actually the artist in another project. I'm not going to name the project because that's not my style. You can do your own research and uncover it if you're really curious. But uh, they kind of did him wrong. Then they made peace together. And in the end, that project's winning. And, and Javon and Loser Club are winning as well. But it's just this idea of not, not appreciating and respecting the artists as a core element of what makes this space so exciting and so like like opportunistic as far as what 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 is what is possible so art for sure is a big thing you know utility is a funny thing because you kind of need the utility you need something that this thing does if you're saying that this thing is worth thousands or tens of thousands or hundreds of thousands of dollars and while utility is important uh, i look at the difference between uh product market fit is a word that we use in the startup world where you are building something and you are trying to ensure that there's actually a community that needs this service, this product, so that the startup can be financially viable. So in, in the Web3, I call it product market promise, where you're like, yeah, we're going to build this like on-chain video game and, and this metaverse and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, well, how are you going to do that? And you find out that like their team, you know, it doesn't have full time on, you know, core team members that have the experience in the background and, and, and building in 3D environments or I've heard crazy things like, you know, our, our developers are all on our team based on a, a LOI, letter of intent, which is like not even a real contract, which is like not even, uh, you know, a full contracted 1099 worker, let alone, you know, an employee. It's like ludicrous. So you have this utility that you're hoping for, but you really need to look at who the people are. So the days of an entire team being anonymous uh, are done. Uh, you should never buy an NFT from any project where there is not a core element of the team. 100% docs. You can find their LinkedIn profile. You can find them on social media. You see their experience and their background, what they've done. If one person on the team needs to be anonymous because they will feel like they are in danger maybe their their profession will will go against them like the people in their profession if they find out that this person is is, is in this web3 space there's a lot of reasons uh, to be you know you, you might feel uncomfortable if people know your identity or your you know your gender identity whatever it is that, that people might judge you and not not focus on your art or on focus on your contribution those kinds of examples okay so that makes sense so that one person out of a team of like three four five six or ten that one person can be anonymous but what about the rest of the team so board apes got doxxed I wasn't really thrilled with how, how they how that happened but it happened and now it's kind of like okay they're docs so like no one needs to be anonymous I think you know Betty is one example actually for for dead is a great example so her and her husband are anonymous 
but their COO that they just hired when when they're like, hey, now it's time to behave like a real business since we're bringing in you know tens of millions of dollars and need to deliver. So their COO is not only docs, but is like like a veteran you know C- COO uh, per person. So it's it's like you, you got to look at these kinds of things where kind of the honeymoon is over a little bit in the NFT space of some of these things that were maybe flying you know a year ago, eight months ago, six months ago. They're just not flying. So. You need to know who is promising that they're going to be creating a, a metaverse or you know some crazy project utility. But utility is pretty is pretty important. I don't really care about roadmap anymore because I just feel like that that's like nonsense. I mean, even even we created one just because like you're supposed to. But you know, Loser Club doesn't have a roadmap, but you trust in the background of the founders and the creators and Javon the artist and and the community. So community is really important. But the question is, what is the community? Is the community getting together to support each other and network? Or are they just trying to figure out how they can increase their bag and sell for a profit? Um, so th- these are like different things that I think we, we we need to talk more about. We need to break down that process. I think it's kind of like level two. Level one is like, look, let me help you understand NFTs and how to get your first NFT. But level two is really about like analyzing and being able to look at from a business standpoint, you know these these different um, you know these different projects. So we're, we're going to segue to to a couple a couple different questions. But for those right now that are uh, listening, if you are interested in, in sharing a thought or asking a question, uh, please uh, raise your hand, and we will move. Uh, we'll move through you. Uh, we, we're gonna we're gonna run this till ten o'clock, so we'll we'll go for a couple more minutes, and then and then maybe ten minutes of Q and A. Hopefully, some people raise your hand. Just remember, your question is not a dumb question. The only dumb questions are the ones not asked. Everyone has the same question. Everyone can learn from everybody. The only thing that I that I ask is uh, this: the the only person that gets to shield tonight is Visual because he is the guest of honor. Uh, anyone else? Question on point or a comment about something we've discussed? But let's leave the the shilling to a minimal. That's a general disclaimer that I always say. But please raise your hand. So two things that I want to dig into in the the time that we have, just one on one, or maybe we ride it out till ten if no one wants to ask any questions. So first of all, what do you, my one question I ask every guest because I'm just really always curious about is what do you think the next exciting or the next big opportunity in Web three is going to be from what from what you're seeing? I, I think right now it's people discovering the fact that they could pretty much do anything that they want to do in Web three instead of just nfts as profile pictures and and things like that that i think a lot of people are seeing because everyone that i talk to about nfts if i even mention that word or they mention it to me and ask me anything that's all they think about they just think about jpegs and profile pictures and and you know all those weird little pictures that everybody uses right that's that's what they'll say to me and and i think it's it's kind of hilarious you know but but at at the same time when when i tell people like listen um you write poetry you can make a poetry nft and they're like really i could do that and i'm like yes uh, or you you're a filmmaker you why don't you make a short film into an nft or or make clips of it and you know spread it out into three pieces and have people purchase all three of them if they want the whole series and when i start to give people ideas like that that's when their mind just opens up and i see their eyes get big and and they're just excited about it and that's really what i think is is next people starting to realize like you know we had a panel at south by southwest and and we had um 
you know, a, a, a pretty well-established photographer, Lindsay Burns, who she's also in the NFT space. Um, she's part of the Wave Raps project. Uh, I'm not sure if you guys are familiar with that, but it's a pretty cool uh, music and uh, PFP project. And um, she, she shared a story on the panel on how, you know, she's been a photographer for, uh, you know, a long time. And, um, you know, she's worked with some major brands and, and major artists. And she said when she first got into photography NFTs, her approach was to start making these like weird little designs on her pictures. And she's she was just like kind of miserable. And then she said like, after she started sharing it with people, they told her like, hey, um, why don't you just make your actual picture that you took of that artist performing on stage and put that out as an NFT, like as it is, as the great picture that it is. And then that's when she just kind of realized like, oh yeah, I could, I could do that. You know, she was kind of overthinking it. And, and I think that's what a lot of us are doing. And a lot of people that are new to the space are doing, they're overthinking it. You know, the technical stuff, yes, I get it. Trust me, because that's, that's the challenging part to me. But I think if you're a creative or you're anybody that wants to um, express themselves in any way, like I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing like, like dance NFTs, um, you know, like give me stuff that I know you're good at, that I know you do. Give me a cooking NFT. Like I want all of it. Give me all of that stuff. Like that's really what I want to see. And that's what I'm looking forward to. That's what I'm excited about. Everybody just pretty much shining at what they're great at. And, and using Web3 as that other vehicle that's going to allow them to either, you know, establish themselves as artists or to just take it to that next level. And, and I think that's something to really look forward to because, you know, like we've said it many times just tonight and, and I say it to people all the time, like we're early. There's, we're just in these early stages where we're figuring things out, we're developing ideas, we're, we're kind of getting comfortable with with a lot of aspects of Web3. And that's that's really what I'm looking forward to is just everybody just gaining that confidence to be able to jump in and um, say, hey, look, I'm good at this and I want to, you know, go into Web3 and express myself as the dancer that I am, the cook that I am, the poet that I am. And, and just be able to see what they're able to do with it because it's 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 ultimately you know up to each individual what they want to do on web 3 and i think the restrictions are limited and people don't realize that the restrictions are limited the only real restrictions are are what we put on ourselves and like i said if it's the technical stuff i think that there's more and more resources as i search daily that i'm able to stumble upon or places and, and companies and people that are forming you know new new platforms that are going to make these things easier so you know when i first jumped into web3 in november of 2021 just just a few months ago like there wasn't as many resources as there are today and that's crazy because it wasn't that long ago it's just a few months and things have already developed to the point where there's resources that make things easier for me as an artist to be able to put my art out there. Because I think a lot of the people that have been in the space have realized like, hey, it's not just about PFPs and pictures and, and, and um, you know, artwork that someone's drawing digitally or, or transferring to digital. But there's so many other ways that people are expressing themselves. And I think ultimately that's that's what's exciting to it, about it for me. I love that. Yeah, I, th I think the the way that I was imagining as you were describing this this progression of expression and connecting it to to Web three and to, to NFTs is it, sort of like the evolution of YouTube. The way that creators 
expanded the different type of content that not only could be created but that could be consumed and just really creative ways of looking at how you know how that experience is is distributed and you know the the other piece is just you know being being open being you know being willing to explore and and not letting the technical limitations overwhelm you i mean it 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 is not simple but there's definitely ways like even minting you know minting an nft you can mint an nft on open sea on polygon for free just to experiment and see what it looks like you know polygons like penny pennies on the dollar you know not even pennies it's like fractions of a penny you know 0.0000001 to to transfer and move things around just to if if that's the route that you're curious of taking like that that's that's there and that, that opportunity uh, is is there um so for the, for those that are that are listening right now listening live you, know, you do have a chance to to raise your hand uh, and ask a question I promise you these questions make the conversation even more awesome than it already is and always is with the guests that I bring on uh but no pressure but it's it's always nice to hear from those live and uh kind of what's what's going on in your brain or how to help us unpackage this a little bit for you. So we kind of talked about the future of this opportunity um you know this growth. I think another question that that I'm always curious about is you know how do you see this disrupting traditional education directly i i know that sometimes we we like hyper focus on that uh, on these weekly shows but uh i i go with the flow and i go with like where where we journey but i always want to make sure to sort of tie that in is like where you see a 7 a 7th grader and 11th grade student like what opportunities do they have right now to get into the space besides for buying you know and you know a one eth nft which is like you know a crazy thing to even even though i do it it's like to say it's like a crazy thing so what where do you see uh Siri Siri's like trying to trying to battle me here for airtime so so like what are, what what are your thoughts on on that for you know for students i mean i i work right now predominantly with high school students even some middle school middle school students as well but like what do you see is uh, kind of the opportunity for them to start exploring so that they can take advantage of them being their age in this in this new internet renaissance where they're at where we're all at right now i think it's huge i think it's it's a huge opportunity for for any young person to get involved uh i i just i don't know i i just feel like when you're when you're at a young age and you're able to get into something like nfts web3 and and everything that's developing everything that we're learning and and you're able to gravitate to that early on like it's just going to do so much for what you're going to try to do later on in life at such an early age you know i i met this this kid who's 11 years old he's from thailand his name is william loopy i had him on my podcast um just a few weeks ago we dropped the episode and um he's become somebody who i who I talk to often you know he messages me all the time we talk a lot you know he asked me for some advice and um i met his dad and 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 it's we're we're building this really cool relationship and this kid's um he's amazing i mean he's amazing he's a coder he's a developer and um uh, he's an artist he created his own project sold it out and that's amazing to me he's 11 years old and he told me in the interview he said you know what i believe that you should be 10 years old and know what you're going to do with the rest of your life instead of waiting until you're 20 or 30 and that was kind of mind blowing to me because i was not thinking like that at 10 years old 
And of course, it's not for everybody for different reasons, right? For different reasons. It might be your situation, you know, where you're from or just your ability to, to gravitate to something like technology um, and Web3 and, and things of that nature. But I feel like if you're the type of person that's into technology, you're into art, into anything that is part of what, what's going on in Web3 and you're young, I, I say jump on it. And, you know, I'm excited about continuing to, to present that to young people because I think that's it's, it's a major key. It's going to change a lot of a lot of people's lives that um, they wouldn't even imagine it was going to happen. You know, because like I said, when I talked to William into get that from him at 11 years old it's it's phenomenal I've, I've honestly never met anybody at that age that talks the way he does and, and carries himself the way he does and you know he talks to me sometimes about technical stuff like coding and i have to stop him and i have to say william i'm gonna be honest with you i have no idea what you're talking about like i don't know anything about that i don't know about solidity and and i don't know about javascript and and he's like he's he's so excited too he's like so enthusiastic about it and, and i love it and and i and i just you know that 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 passion it resonates with me but i i stop him all the time and i'm like william you're you're totally just over my head with this stuff i don't know and um i just think it's amazing that he has that energy and, and those capabilities within him and i think if you're young and you're able to do it please please do it and, and that's why i'm definitely looking forward to continuing to push that on the young people because i think it's it's an amazing opportunity I, i'm with you and I, I love it i i interviewed uh, a 12 and 16 year old episode it was with young crypto he's 12 years old and, and they're both like incredibly business savvy, but yeah, the, the idea of this twelve-year-old is like contracting artists and and, and technical talent and uh, marketing agencies to help them build out their their NFT project. It's something like I, I can't even wrap my head around how a twelve-year-old could have this capacity, but that's definitely something that comes through mentorship. You know, like you, you can't you can't you don't just like wake up and you're twelve and you're like. You know, a business maven. One of the things that I think is sorely lacking in education is giving young people exposure to professionals and their stories. I, I did that a number of times at the school in LA. I didn't get a chance to do it um, in, in, in Miami at the new school that I'm at, um, but I'm, I'm hoping to do it before the end of the year is, you know, bringing in different business professionals to tell their story. Uh, and I, I got this idea from actually a student uh, years ago that was uh, complaining that I'm always referencing podcasts. And I said, well, you should find a podcast that works for you, that you can learn from. So, well, you already kind of know like what to be on the lookout for. We don't, we don't know. How do we know what skills to focus or what personalities or what conversations? And so I said, well, well you, should, you should make a podcast interviewing people to answer that question. We, we ended up uh, putting out, I think, like eight or nine episodes interviewing just wild people who, you know, a lawyer who decides after 10 years in the field of law that they're, they hate being a lawyer and ends up getting into marketing and then becomes at one point um, the uh, senior vice president of, of, uh, of, of mobile advertising for, for Apple. And just hearing their journey as they like piece together the skills and the processes as they went along the way to reach these new opportunities was, was like a total, totally mind-blowing kind of moment. So I think edu- uh, students need more interaction with, uh, with, with professionals outside of the classroom that come in and just tell, 
tell stories and tell their process and their journey. One of my former students from a couple years ago who is you know now one of the biggest uh, people I know in the NFT space, NFT Kings, he credits a lot of, uh, of his decision-making in business to, um, you know, he always gives my entrepreneurship, entrepreneurship class a shout-out, which is kind of him, but I brought in, I brought in professionals. So he was sitting with this, you know, venture capitalist that built a fund from zero dollars to a hundred million dollar fund and, and, and showing that journey and the decisions that are made. So I think that we, we need to do more of that for young people, but also we need to show young people that like now is the time to experiment and try this, whether you're technical, whether you're an artist, whether you're business inclined. I'm doing a couple kind of aspiring NFT projects with some high school students. One of them has a really strong artist uh, on the team. And I figure like, even if, even if none of these people that she is working with end up like moving forward with this project, I just want to get her on like super rare and she can just be like a one of one digital artist, but celebrating her and her art and her creativity. And then we have another group that really is coming up with some pretty creative utility around their NFT project. But it's like all the different skills of research and having conversations with people and finding different partnerships and, and how you're going to do marketing and community building and how you're going to create art, even if you are not an artist. Like what, what can you contribute to that? So there's a lot of ways that we can do this with students, but it's exciting always to hear like, you know, those anomal anomalies where it's like, if, if this can happen, how do we repackage that? How do we get more, you know, young teams skill ready to explore the world of business? Because you don't have to wait anymore. You don't have to wait to get your business degree and graduate and get your first job. And, you know, these things that like, you know, the boomer generation had to do. So, you know, those are, those are some of my thoughts. Um, we're going to close out right now. Um, no one raised their hand, but that's okay. Um, last, uh, last kind of closing thought from you. Any parting words, insights, something where like you were thinking and you didn't get a chance to share. Uh, and after that, please let people know, you know, something exciting that you're working on, whether it's your, your in-person workshops or some of the other things that I posted uh, to the top. Um, you know, share some of that and then we'll, we'll close out. Yeah, yeah. So um, definitely, I just I just want to thank you once again, Michael, for having me on. Uh, you know, like I had mentioned uh, in the first tweet when you you tweeted out yesterday, your show was the first one that I really gravitated to when I when I got into the space, and I've been locked in pretty much to every episode. Um, and, and I love these conversations. I appreciate you being part of uh, you know everything in Web three. I think what you're doing is awesome. And, and I'm just looking forward to everything that comes from, from our uh, talks and, and conversations that we have about Web3, man. And I'm, I'm here for you, anything that you need. And um, as far as anything that I'm working on, I mean, you know, like I said, music in May is definitely going to happen 100%, kind of figuring out what I'm going to release. And currently right now, I just kind of have kind of like something that, that I kind of was unexpecting to, to release. But I have an NFT project that I'm going to drop um, probably next week, actually. If not, it'll be right at the end of the month. And it's pretty much like a travel NFT. Um, like I said, I didn't even think about doing this until it was kind of going on. But um, like I mentioned, I was at South by Southwest a few weeks ago. Uh, we did an event there. We had a panel discussion. I was hosting and, and moderating the panel, talking and um, just just having a good time with friends and hanging out, meeting people. And I kind of, you know, have a journey, a, a journal of that that travel time, you know, through pictures and video. 
And um, I just decided to put it out as a as a NFT project. I thought it was something that was a uh, you know kind of interesting and, and unique and, and fun to do. So that's what I'm going to be doing. And um, like I said, it's probably going to come out. If not this week, it'll be right at the end of the month. And um, that's pretty much what I'm working on right now. Music coming out in May for sure. So definitely stay in tune with that. Um, if you're not following me now, please do get in tune with me if um, there's anything that I could help you out with you're listening in if you're curious about what else I might be working on and also follow IC web 3 that's uh, my marketing agency and also what I use to brand a lot of the education and work workshops that we're doing uh, you know within my city and outside and we're just continuing to build with that so um, you know like I said I'm, I'm, I'm always here just to connect with people and and build new relationships and see whatever ways we might be able to help each other so if you're listening in please don't hesitate to dm me or at me whatever it may be whatever way you could get a hold of me and um i'm looking forward to building with you guys out there amazing well i want to thank you because i create these conversations to introduce awesome people to the community of educators and web3 enthusiasts that, that i'm you know blessed to be connected with here so definitely everyone listening live and listening on the recording make sure to follow visual follow the work that he's doing he's doing some really exciting stuff uh for those that are you know connected to me uh let's uh you know keep keep up to date on on the different projects that we're working on right now ed3 educators we are you know ramping up for a may launch of that nft project just trying to secure some different elements to make sure that it is the best quality, the best success, but the best, you know, best for the community. So we're really excited for that. So make sure to follow Visual, follow myself, follow NFT Teaching Show, because that's where I share the archives and share different uh, elements of, uh, of the weekly conversation. Thank you so much, everybody, including those OG listeners that show up week in and week out. It's good to see some familiar faces showing up here uh, regularly over the past couple weeks. So I appreciate each and every one of you that comes live and also those that listen on that record so thank you so much everyone have a wonderful evening